On this week's episode, we talked to a beloved face in the fighting game community, both in front of the camera and behind it as well. We talk about his beginnings, his journey as a host in the scene. Also, he gives out some tips and tricks. And no, I do not mean fighting game combos. <laughs> Please welcome L.I. Joe. L.I. Joe, how are you? Oh my god, my good friend Aaron, where you been? I know, it's been such a like couple <laughs> wait, of weeks, wait. man. <laughs> <laughs> Where you been? No, I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm good. Everything's cool? good. Everything is good. I am doing really, really well. But good. we have parted, parted the countries. You're back on the East Coast. I'm on the West yes. Coast right now. Uh, but from our experience with covering Evo, I was actually interested because, you know, that was my first time co-hosting FGC, like big event. And then also, like, I, that was also a time where I was able to learn a little bit more about you. I'm familiar, like I'm friends with other FTC people, Thank but you. yeah, no, I thought yeah. it was a cool experience and I want to take the time to actually like learn about you more and just learn about just like your overall experience in, in the fighting game community. Hopefully viewers who tune in will learn more with you as well. So I wanted to start off with what is your beginnings? How did it all start with you when it came to being a part of the fighting game community? Wow. Um, I think fairly certain i started before there even was like the quote-unquote word community you know i would think i was four and i'm what year was that They're talking like 1990 or something like that was when i actually started understanding what an arcade was dad or parents would go to the mall or something like that and uh, uh i was like what is in that room over there with all the lights and all the sounds what's going on in there and then when i was like yeah, about seven was when I was constantly, as in like, dad, I want you to take me to the mall. Like, I want, please take me to the arcade. So my dad would start taking me around like arcades. At, honestly, at the age of probably like four or five, but seven, I feel like I was more conscious of like what game I was playing. Like, I clearly remember when like Street Fighter 2 was out. And I remember when Mortal Kombat 1 came out. I remember where all these games started slowly releasing and me just jumping. As I got older, a new game came out and then I just played the newest game that came out literally since 1990. Like, that's probably the 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 official quote-unquote beginning. Besides, like, obviously, like, my family having Nintendo and liking games in general. But the arcade fighting game thing was probably, like, around 1990, honestly. Yeah, so four, five. So what was that game that you started your competitive ass like part of, of everything for yourself because I know you used to compete and you said that you stopped and now you do a lot of commentary yeah. and broadcasting stuff so what was that first game that got you into it so I think the 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 first game that I got a competitive edge on was probably Mortal Kombat 1 um, I do remember playing games prior to that. Like, I remember playing, I think Mortal Kombat 1 was like 1992 or 91. Somebody fact check me. It's one of those two dates. But I think that was like a little bit like 92, 91 or 92. So, like, I vividly remember playing Street Fighter 2. I vividly remember playing all like old school SNK games like Fatal Fury and Art of Fighting. But I think MK1 was the game where. I understood. I was also old enough to understand what it would mean to be competitive, you know, and not just kind of going like this and trying to make things happen. And I feel like, again, I was a little bit older and more conscious of what it meant to be competitive and how to actually play instead of just being in awe about what's on the screen as like a four and five year old. Seven, I was conscious like, okay, now this is what I have to do to win. Like I have to do X, Y, Z. This move does, if I move the stick like this, this'll happen. You know, so I feel like it was probably MK1 was the official like 
I want to be good at this game and not just, you know, go like this on the controller. <laughs> well, that has led you to so many different opportunities. Uh, one being found, find, excuse me, one being you founded East Coast Throwdown, uh, which I'm very familiar with because my dear friend Walter yeah. Padilla helps with that. Yes, and, uh, my man Walter. Yeah, I love Walter, great guy. So could you share this? Yeah, good man, good yeah, man. He is. Could you share the story behind its inception and the challenges that you sure. faced having to organize such a thing? Sure. First, I have to say one thing. I have to give some love to, uh, his name is John Gallagher. Goes by the name of uh, Sweet Johnny Cage. He is, he is, I say 80, but I think I'm going to bump it up to 90% of the reason that East Coast Throwdown is an event. So it started as him running events at a local like amusement place on Long Island. It was, I, I forgot the name of it. He's going to kill me that I forgot the name of it. I'll, I'll remember it later. But it was actually, he was running Dance Dance Revolution tournaments. I also used to play competitive DDR a lot, a lot. But we'll save that for another video. But we started doing tournaments. He started doing tournaments for that. And then the fighting game community was kind of looking for somewhere else to play. So we went to, oh, Castle Golf. Sorry, Castle Golf was the name. We started going to Castle Golf and people would lug their TVs around and things like that. And John was running a DDR tournament. And then John was like, hey, what's going on over here? You know, we're obviously all in the same space. So he was a little curious and he and I knew each other prior. And then he was like, yeah, like I'll, I'll try and run a bracket. So he started running DDR slash fighting game events at Castle Golf. And then slowly it became more people were going to Castle Golf to play fighting games than they were DDR. And then I started like taking John around to uh, Chinatown Fair with me, which was probably like when I was 14 or 15. Uh, so he started getting very acclimated with the fighting game community. And there was a mutual friend of ours that was also trying to do something and John took the idea and was like I'm gonna do it but I'm gonna do it better than our other friend like I want to do it right I don't want to do it the way he wants to do it I want to do it like this and because I had a little bit more ties in the FGC by like 2008 2009 I was like I mean I'll help you if, if you need my help so he and I like old school before internet went to Chinatown Fair made little postcard flyers that said East Coast Throwdown on them. It's going to be at this hotel. Here's the games that are going to be on it. We started doing our best to promote like on the old Shuriken SRK forums and anywhere where there was a forum like, you know, Twitter and all that stuff and all the Facebook. That stuff was around, but not we didn't use it like that back then. So it was all like hand word of mouth. Again, me talking to this player in Chinatown who would talk to this player who would travel to D.C. to tell someone in D.C. that we were doing this. So it all happened through word of mouth. And pretty much because John not I, I'm going to say the word spiteful, but I don't mean spiteful. He just wanted to do it better than what he saw someone else trying to do it as he was like, that's not the right way to do it. I don't want to do it like that. I want to do it the right way. So. He and I got together, and again, yeah, that's uh, pretty much where it all came together, just from him wanting to do it and him, me offering my help, and then there we go. Here we are today. Uh, how many years later? Wow, the first one was 2009, so yeah. 2009. We're going, still wow. kicking. 2009 was ECT1. Oh my gosh, 2009. Jeez, that, that was a long time ago. I was a junior was, in high school. Yeah. I'm too old. I don't want to tell you what I was doing in 2009. <laughs> It's okay. Hey, listen, that's the one thing uh, I can guarantee for all of us. We all are going to get old at some point in life. But oh, yeah. uh, no. so you better. This, this has to stay young. As long as you're young yeah, here, that's what as counts. As long as you're young in heart. So 2009 <laughs> to now, so much has changed. 
whether it was yeah. East Coast Throwdown, <laughs> yeah. even Evo. And what we saw at Evo was such a big moment because <laughs> it showed such an immense growth and evolution when it came to fighting games and the overall communities that, you know, encapsulate what the FGC is. So for those who are tuning in who may not be familiar with the FGC, how has it evolved since the early days to where it is now? Like, how would you describe that evolution? Sure. I would really make the correlation between cavemen and where we are today. Like that is pretty much how we played, how it was being at a tournament. It was a, uh, a lot of it was just people in a room with TVs. There wasn't a sort of broadcasting. There wasn't like a spectacle. It wasn't really, there wasn't really, I don't want to say entertainment, but like now you can go to a fighting game tournament as not necessarily being a fighting game player and still have a good time. I feel like back in the day, you just went because you were a player and maybe you'd bring like one of your friends, your significant other or something like that who would probably have a miserable time, but it slowly has become something that it's it's bigger than we ever thought it could possibly be. I, I clearly remember thinking about watching StarCraft and being like, wow, one day I hope we can do that. And then I'll never forget Evo, I think it was 2016 was the first time in the stadium and I was like, we are where I thought we would never be years ago, like watching StarCraft and seeing, again, older games, not talking like Counter-Strike, most of those older ones that were doing it before League and before us and before Dota, like, that's the thing that we always dreamed of, about being a more, more accepted, more popular form of video game playing, because it really, it hasn't really been until, I would say, the last maybe seven years or something like that where fighting games have become more of again a spectacle where there is a broadcast there is an entertainment value we're playing in arenas there's thousands of people and not like 300 i remember uh final round 2008 or 9 had like the biggest bracket ever and it was 300 people like 300 people is a joke now it's almost like yeah we do 300 on online events get 300 people now not even like an in-person event so like we we really have come leaps and bounds but not only us as a like a playing community i think developers have also come a long way as well i think developers are now making their game not to cater to us like the the one percent of the people that are going to be quote-unquote professional players but they're 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 understanding that it is more than just a game to some people and there is an opportunity for their brand and their game to be much bigger if they're catering to a little bit wider of an audience and not this very niche these 10 people play fighting games and they play them really good so they've really opened up their arms to us as well like we could not do anything without the developers making these games for us and kind of I don't want to say that they 100% listen to us, but you can kind of tell that they go in the direction of what is going on within their fan base a little bit. And I think that all kind of coincides together to bring us to the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, where we would, again, thought we'd never be, but here we are. Yes, here we are. And with that evolution of the games and evolution of the events themselves, there's also the evolution of careers, content creation, and other things that are associated with, you know, people being able to do this full time or in some capacity. For you, how has it changed? Like, how has streaming and content creation and hosting and all these different elements that have been added into 
the FGC on top of competing. How has that evolved for you? I mean, that is like, especially now in my career of game playing, I guess I'll call it, it's honestly like kept me, and I mean this in a very, very positive way, it's kept me relevant amongst the community because it's, it, it gives everybody an opportunity to stay relevant. People from the, the old guard of the FGC and also people that are from the new guard FGC. Like it certainly has changed my life in tremendous ways. It's given me insane opportunities from not even just being a player, but like you said, from being able to host one of the biggest fighting, the biggest fighting game event, like right next to you. Like that is, those are things I'm going to remember for literally the rest of my life. And again, going from thinking about that we started doing this in mall arcades and bowling alleys and like 7-Eleven used to have arcades years ago. Like that's where it started. And to see that that we are here now and, and I'm somewhat a part of it. Like it's it not a day goes by where I like don't think about like how amazing that is for me from being able to travel to different countries to do a hosting thing or being called to go do commentary for a game that I grew up playing when I was seven years old. Like it really it really does mean mean a hell of a lot to me to still be able to do it. Cause I don't think I would be known as a player now. Like I guess I'm getting I'm getting a little old. My not that my priority well, I guess my priorities have changed. So it's I'm not any less interested in the games. Like I still love the games. Before this conversation I was actually watching Street Fighter Six matches. I was watching Japanese players play. So I'm still very much into it. I just don't have the competitive drive, I guess, to be known as a player now. So all these opportunities and other avenues to be successful and to be remembered and just to be a part of the community, like it's it's all that I have now. So I'm like extremely, extremely gracious for it. And again, not a day goes by where I'm not like excited and happy that I've done things. Even doing this right now was just so cool. Like we're doing this, we're talking about something that I love to do that I grew up doing and like other people are gonna hear. Like it's all, it all bundles up in this huge ball of joy for me. Well, that's good, and I can hear it in, in your voice, and I feel like that's such a, there's so many different unique qualities when it comes to the, you know, the FGC, where the passion has always been one of its biggest strengths, and, and something yeah. that I feel like really differentiates, and it's not to say the other esports communities don't have the passion, but it, yeah, it was just, not, yeah. for me, I, it's just, it does not, it's just, it's different, like, the grassroots <laughs> passion, you know, I'm just yeah. trying to play vibes like that is something that I feel like the FGC <laughs> has over other communities. Uh, but from your experience, what are some of the what are some of the other unique qualities that you think the fighting game communities have? You took the one like clean out of my thought process was going to be the word grassroot. Like that is such an embedded thing in in us. Like we still have this. I don't want to use the word street. That's not the word I'm looking for. It's kind of like this like this raw energy that like a lot of us still have inside of us that might not be as prominent as it was back in the day. Again, like times change, people change, thought process change, the world changes with us. So, it's not that it's just that there's such like this this raw emotion behind it. And I agree with you a thousand percent. It's not that any other scene doesn't have that. I just think that it's really, it, it's half the reason why we are where we are. Like all we had was each other. All we had was this passion to play and get better. And people were traveling around the world, around the United States in buses to play Capcom vs. SNK2 in, in 2001. People were taking Greyhound buses from New York to Las Vegas to play at Evo, like that was that was a thing. All for a while, there wasn't 
a crazy amount of money. No one was winning an insane amount. Remember, the numbers were less, which means participants were less, which means payout was less. They were just going to play. Like They wanted to be like, no, East Coast is better. New York over LA. No, Texas, get out of here. You know, like even between the East Coast, nah, Florida, New York for life. Like it was all a thing that we just wanted to to do. And it was again more about that raw passion. I think that is still ingrained in us, no matter how far we get, no matter what stage we're on, no matter how many people are at these events. I think that's always gonna be like a huge driving factor for us as a community. Yeah, and I mean it still felt uh Every time I watch, a, no, but seriously, it's it's still felt because like every time, awesome. every time I watch any competition in the FGC, I, I think for me there's always that extra excitement. The first time I went to Evo, and then even when you and I co-hosted it uh, for the 2023 Evo Championship, I still felt that excitement and and that thrill. Not from not only from the audience, but from the players themselves. Even though most of them are pretty yeah. stoic in the face, you can still feel the tension. And just the overall excitement. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's, it has such a lasting imprint on people. What do you hope will happen for the future of fighting game events like ECT, Evo, um, or even like, you know, what they're doing down in Tampa and other places? Where do you hope that the competitive scene or just FTC overall will go within the next couple of years? I just hope that we continue to go up. I mean, we, we really have continued to go up ever since we started. It, it, it hasn't, I don't want to say it hasn't, but it's mostly progressed throughout the years. And events over the last nine to 10 years have only just gotten bigger. People have gotten more interested in it. There's been a lot more acceptance from outside companies when you talk about sponsorships and people look like, hey, there might be something going on over here with this FGC, Street Fighter, whatever game, Marvel, Guilty Gear, whatever, King of Fighters, anything, you name it. But I feel like it's gotten a lot of other people, I want to say like corporate people interested in what we've been doing for, I don't know, the past 25, 30 years. So I hope that the interest just continues to grow and I hope that the devs keep releasing these games. Again, I said it before, we can't do anything without devs making games for us to play. So thank you, hats off to all the devs that work hard on giving us a product. No matter how it is, it's still something we can play and compete in. So thanks to all the devs out there who put in all the hard work. And I just want more people to just be invested in it. And I encourage anyone who watches a video or watches this interview or sees a player just to give it a shot if you're interested. Like we try not to sound biased, but like we are just, we are who we are and there's never gonna be a difference when you come to us, you're going to get the raw FGC passion part that we spoke about before. And you're going to be in, engulfed in this community that has been going on for 30 plus years. Like there's really not a lot like it. So I really do encourage anyone to come into this space that's interested and just see what it's about. I can promise you it is a good time. If not, if not all else, it's a very good time. You're going to meet some really good people. That you have my word. Oh, on. yeah, absolutely. And yeah, shout out to the devs, even though I'm still going to be a button masher. But <laughs> it's, it's just awesome. Just to, that doesn't. Huh? And none of that matters. Yeah. Like you could you it does as long as you're interested, being interested and in, and just being a part of it is the number one thing anyone can ask for. Your interest and your passion. How good you are doesn't mean anything around here. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah that's very true. That's why I stick to hosting. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, this is actually an interesting question because when it I mean, I, I trust me, I completely understand the challenges that come with hosting and casting. But for those who may be interested in that career path, 
you know, what do you think are some of the challenges that come with hosting or casting? I think a lot of people might struggle with the initial, like, rip the band-aid off of it. Like, they might be a little bit nervous to get in front of people and talk and maybe there's like they're afraid to give the wrong information like you can never be better at anything unless you give it that shot so i do think i feel like i spoke to a lot of people that like hey like i want to get into this but i don't know how and they say two things i'm afraid i'm shy three things i'm afraid i'm shy i'm nervous totally acceptable answers to like it is kind of scary it is kind of nerve-wracking and i can understand someone being shy that being a hard space to get into but i feel like once you do it's like jumping in the cold pool you get in the pool oh my god it's freezing you're like i don't know it's really so bad like it's not, it's not terrible um but yeah i do think just jumping in and diving in and giving it a shot like don't be afraid to if you can stream, like a lot of people practice by streaming in front of like a smaller audience and actually come and they'll just pull up a match and just commentate to their viewers. Maybe they're a little bit more comfortable with their stream community. And I think that's a great way to start. You bust up the stream, look at some matches you want to play, talk to your stream about what game or whatever they might be interested in, throw it on and just start talking about it. Start watching, start reading about it. Uh, and again, just, just, just don't be afraid. You know, like no one is, it's, it's not going to be the end of the world. If you do, I still make mistakes. Like I don't know what everyone's frame data is in the entire game in every single situation you can possibly think about. I don't think anybody really does. So just don't be afraid to get in and give it a shot and give it a learn. Like don't, you can't get better if you don't give it a shot. So you gotta at least I can rip the band-aid off, jump in the pool and give it a shot. Yeah, you just gotta also have fun. I mean, listen, we had, <laughs> we yeah, had so many mic cool. problems <laughs> and we just made it yeah. into a fun thing and we just joked around about it. Like that's all you can really do is just have fun and, yeah, and not worry sure. as much. So hopefully those yeah. who are, are seeking more of that advice, hopefully they'll be able to take that more into heart later on um, after watching this. But, um, you know, I guess like, what really motivates you to continue on with hosting and casting and doing these things within the FGC scene, right? So like you said, we're not only seeing the increase in the prize pool, we're also seeing the, uh, you know, it's, we're starting to see change in production, brands getting involved, mm -hmm. eventually, you know, hopefully salary changes in terms of hosting and other yeah. things <laughs> like, you know, but what motivates you to keep going, even though compared to other esports scenes, it's been kind of fairly on the lower end? Yeah, honestly, and I feel like we said this word a lot when we describe us. It's really just for me, again, specifically for me, it's just so much passion. Like, I absolutely love this stuff. I love being a part of it. I like to say that I was involved. Like, I just want to be there and I want to be a part of it. I don't need to be known or recognized or necessarily paid an exorbitant amount of money. Not to say that I wouldn't take it, but you know what I mean. I just want to be there and I want to be a part of it. Like, if someone's going to have me at their event, just get me there. Don't even pay me. Tell them if I can be there to witness it and see it in person and feel the energy and be in the crowd or be on the stage or be on the mic. Like, I just had such an undying love for it and I have since I was a kid again I don't know where it came from don't know how it happened I really can't explain what connected me to it but I am I'll say it I'm a 38 years old and I feel like I'm going to be doing this forever like I I think about it all the time like I don't know if there's ever going to be a time where I'm not excited for the next fighting game or even like some of the next games like I don't think that's ever going to leave me and like Mortal Kombat comes out in like ten, uh, seven or eight days. I'm dying. 
I'm, I think about it, I'm like, dude, I cannot wait to play Mortal Kombat. And I know the next Street Fighter update is going to come. And oh my god, I want to play Aki so bad. Like Those feelings, are I don't see them ever leaving me. I really don't. So the thing that really does drive me is just this like complete passion and love for the scene and just the games in general. Again, I don't see it ever leaving. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, listen, I don't think my, my passion and interest in video games is going to ever leave me either. And it's not yeah. going to leave many of us, right? Like... It's going to be something that we pass on to whoever, whether it's, you know, if we have kids or whether it's, uh, you know, other people's kids or, or family members, we're going to always keep that passion yep. going on and moving. And, you know, we, we, passion is absolutely a word that we've been utilizing through this interview to describe the FGC. But, I, and, you know, and it's very clear that it's like one of the most important key things that people who are new to the scene should learn. But... What advice do you have for brands or people who want to enter into this scene, but maybe they're hesitant or don't know where to start? You know, what advice would you have for them when it comes to being a part of the FGC or finding a way to be a part of the FGC? As far as the people go, I'll start with the people portion and then remind me to get to more of like a brand portion just in case I forget. Um, for people that want to get involved again, like I, I think I might have mentioned before, is that you just you just can't be afraid to get involved. Like don't be intimidated by the player that's been playing this game for twenty five years. Of course he's that good. He's been doing it since he's since they're ten years old. You know what I mean? Like it, it, that that is not a reason why you should be afraid to get involved. Skill level for anybody, like I said, we've been playing for thirty plus years. Some of us, you can't judge yourself who doesn't know who wants to get involved and say i'm not good enough or i won't be as good as they are and things you you that is not should never be a deterrent for any individual trying to get into the scene i think we are an extremely welcoming bunch as long as you have passion you want to play you are now officially part of the fgc you don't need a you don't need a pin you don't need anything like that you don't got to sign up for anything online all you got to do is just show some love and show some passion and just just keep keep at it. Don't be discouraged by anyone or anybody that's in the scene. Again, it's, you're talking about people that have been doing this since, like me, I've been for four years. I've been doing it for thirty plus thirty four years. I've been playing fighting games for thirty four years. So it's very you should not have your experience or your thoughts be tainted or altered because of someone who's very good or someone who's been around. Like we are all accepting. All we want to do is grow. And we can't grow without you people, you individuals getting involved and wanting to be a part of it. So please, like I encourage anyone to get involved, ask questions, look it up online, check out YouTube, go to your favorite, I'm pretty sure, leave a comment on someone's YouTube, they'll answer you, hit someone up on Twitter, X, whatever it's called. But we all want nothing more than the same thing. We all want to grow the community and we really can't do it without new people getting involved. So come join us, please. We are all welcome for it. And uh, as far as brands go, I will say the same thing is that there I do feel like there's such hidden talent within this community. You know, there's people that are really good at what they do. Not even like play. Obviously there's amazing players. There's incredible players. Some of the best players in the world are in a three state radius of me right now. So there is such incredible talent, but not even from players. There's people that speak so well in commentary there's people that host so well that can get the crowd going that can really do anything as far as any of that stuff goes from a production value and there's insane production like evo to me especially this year was like the crazy production i've ever seen and like there's so much talent behind the scene and not only that you guys get to see up front but 
get involved with us. Maybe, you know, it's, it's, it, it wouldn't hurt to have your brand be shown on a couple of things like Evo. I mean, Evo had, I think, a total of, I could be saying this wrong, I think in total finals had like half a million viewers or something along those lines. Like, though, I don't think those are very small numbers for an esports event. And there's a lot of opportunity because there's, there's not too much. You know, we can do more with brands and sponsorship because there, again, there isn't, there's a few, but they're also very fighting game related. You know, you have the controller, you have the stick, you have, you know, um, a couple of drinks and things like, like energy drinks and stuff, but there's so much room for maybe other clothing brands, other drink brand, Poland Spring. I'm dying for a Poland Spring sponsorship. I'm dying for a Starbucks sponsorship. I'm dying for it. But there's so many other opportunities and uh, like, again, brands that can get involved with it. Because again, we're still kind of, even though we've been doing this for a long time, as I said before, the the, the scale it's on now has only been the past six or seven years. So hopefully as we get bigger, more brands and stuff start paying attention to what we're doing and we can just get everybody involved a little bit more. Yeah, you got to get your feet wet and then just be willing to learn and be willing to to try. And oh, yeah. you're going to come in, be a part of the community in some shape or form, not just for one-offs, but yeah. continuing on. Um, and Joe, with the with the growth of FGC, with it continuing to go, I'm actually very curious. Like, what it, what are your future goals? Like, what do you want to do? You said you're mm. gonna always be part of the FGC, but like, mm. what what are some of your own for future goals? Uh, you know, ever even since Evo, every time after Evo, I get this this like spark. It doesn't have to be Evo; it could be any event. I do an event, and I'm like, damn, like I want to do this every weekend. Like, this is what I want to do. Like, I just want to be involved in it more and just not do it because i will say i kind of i don't want to use the word one off but it is sort of one off as far as how much work i would do within the fgc whether it be commentating or host hosting and things like that like i'll do a big event like evo i'll do like two other events throughout the year and then that's kind of it it kind of like dulls down for me like yeah i'll do like some local commentary things i'll do i'll run a tournament online i'll do an online bracket for street fighter six but as far as that like real upper echelon stuff i feel like i don't do it enough and i i really need to buckle down and be a part of it and put my name out there more when there are events try and get my name even like i love video games not just fighting game events like i generally do like video games so even doing like other events that aren't necessarily fighting game related i would really love to break out a little bit and not just be not that I don't want to be a part of the FTC, but I just want to be more a part of the gaming culture and sphere in general. So if anyone hears this, if anyone needs it, anybody, please, I'm here. <laughs> I'm dying to do it, dying to do it. But yeah, I would I would really love to break out and do a little bit more as far as the gaming sphere goes, other than just fighting games. My heart will always be involved in the FGC, but again, I would like to step out a little bit more and check out some other things if possible. Any opportunities, yeah, I would... Graciously go for what are some it. Some yeah. of the other games that you'd be interested in, like potentially like pursuing. In? Oh man! I, as far as like a competitive wise, I don't know if I'd be. I want to say I don't know, but like I don't know where thing. I I was gonna say Project L, but that's obviously a fighting game. So I I don't want to even bubble myself in like the sphere of competitive games. Just like gaming in general, like I'm playing like. I don't know, maybe it's more YouTube content or something along those lines where I get involved with that or working for someone to review games. Like, I played, like, f four games. I'm Sea of Stars I'm playing, just played Armored Core, um, playing Baldur's Gate 3. Like, I genuinely like games in general. So if I could just be part of the, not even competitive gaming sphere, but the actual broader gaming sphere, like, I would I would love it. I just like talking about it. I don't know why. I just, 
It's fun. It's fun. No, it is fun to talk about video games. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I really enjoy yeah. also with my career in the gaming space is just talking about video games is, is, is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's so cool. It is. <laughs> and we actually, we're going to talk about video games. I have like a, a few fun questions for you. Oh, I love um, it's, it's fighting games, but it, it's it's I like to do like little right. hearted fighting games. So, what is the best fighting game character of all time in Street Fighter? In yes. Street Fighter, yeah, the best fighting game character of all time. Yes. You have to pick. You have to say the. And it has to be one. I can't cheat. I can't cheat and be like, oh, top no, two. No, you got to do one. Top it has three. to be the character. I say one. Which which oh version? And why? All right. I'm going to say, for me in particular, God, this is tough. <laughs> oh, that's man. That's what makes it so fun. So two, <laughs> all right. So, so, see, there's, I'm sorry, but there's so many avenues this can go. Like, is it like a gameplay style? Is it what I played? Is it just what I'm interested in? Because, like, I my brain is in, like, a thousand <laughs> different things. But... I'm probably just going to say Street Fighter 4 Sagat. And I've used Sagat in Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition. I used him a little bit in Super Turbo. I used him in Capcom Rescue K2. I used him in SBC Chaos. I'm, I really like that character. I don't know what it is. So I'm probably going to say specifically Street Fighter 4 Sagat. Not only because of me liking the character. That game was sort of... I don't want to say a breakout game for me, but it kind of was. It was when I started traveling a lot more and being more known, I guess, in the scene. So I'm going to say specifically Street Fighter 4 Sagat. I know a lot of people are going to roll their eyes and be like, of course, but I'm going to say it. I said it. That's it. First Street Fighter. I want to be specific. That was just Street Fighter. Because if it was a different game, it would probably be a different answer. So for Street Fighter, Street Fighter 4 Sagat. Yeah, Done. we definitely Got have it. to clarify that. Because then if it was all, yeah, there's that's, a whole... That's a, that's a that's bigger, a, yeah. That's a totally that's different a, one. That's a very, very much deeper question. Yeah. <laughs> but if you had to create a special, unique... Oh, well, let me take a step back. Because there's some people maybe listening who aren't used to fighting games. For those who are tuning in, you know, with fighting games, you have elaborate moves, combos, and different mechanics when it comes to different games and characters and so forth. So for you, Joe, if you could make a special, unique move, a combo move, what would you call it? And would you have it be... What would I call yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, you got it. Like, for example, I interviewed Snoop Dogg, and he said his move would be called Rings of Smoke, and he said to blow your ass away. Like, <laughs> if you could make one yourself, what would you call it? All right. So this is not mine. I don't know where it came from. A long time ago, sorry for the backstory, I worked in a video game store, a mom and pop game store, and this guy was a huge fan of wrestling. And he used to wrestle himself. This is when I was like 14 years old. Anyway, he used to say... He used to write like names of wrestling moves down. And I don't even know if this is a real name of a wrestling move, but when you said the name of a move, it's literally the first name that popped in my head. I don't know what I would do or what the move would be, but I can certainly tell you the name. And again, I don't, for all the wrestling fans out there, I don't really know wrestling that well. If this is already a wrestling move, somebody please tell me. But he ha he wrote this name down, and I laugh at it every time I think about it. He called his finishing move the population decreaser. <laughs> so I would... 
the population decreaser. So my super move would be called population decreaser. And I don't know what I would do, but it would certainly hurt oh, man. a lot. I, well, that's a good one to call it for sure. I, I feel like that's a really catchy one, but <laughs> population decreaser. Right. The population decreaser, he called oh, it. Oh, man, that's wild. Well, Joe. So I'm stealing it. Steal it. Go it. for it. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, so my yeah. last question for you, for those who are tuning in, for those who want to get into what you do, who, you know, hosting, commentating, creating content, what advice would you have for them? I think this goes back to the same advice that I said before is just not being afraid, not being shy, not being worried about what the guy next to you is doing as far as content or, or hosting. But you just really have to be involved and give it a shot. You will never know. Unless you give, I know this sounds really cheesy and cliche, but like you don't know until you try, kind of thing. I sound like Jiminy Cricket or something, but it's true. Like you, you will not know until you give it a shot. And again, I feel like a lot of us in this scene are very, very welcoming, and all we want is more people to be involved. If you if you don't want to play, then create content. If you don't want to do that, then do streaming. Maybe you want to get into hosting. Then sure, practice some hosting, but don't be afraid to get your name out there and start talking to people that are a little bit more involved. Maybe I can help you. Maybe another TO can help you. Like that's how people get started. You know, like their friends. Like, hey, I know someone that wants to get into commentary. You know, do you do you think we can get them on the board? Like, yeah, we'll give them a commentary block. You know, like a small block in the morning. See how he does. How he likes it, and then we'll take it from there. He does good. Then you know, the next tournament organizer talks to the next guy and says, hey, you know, I had this guy Joe who actually did pretty good if you need a commentary guy i got one he does well for street fighter maybe he does this game too but i think just getting your name out there and giving it a shot and don't be afraid to reach out to the people that are involved if you want to be involved like we will we will help you again without more blood more people coming into the community we're never going to go anywhere so the door is always open but i just feel like more people have to be willing to throw their name in the hat and just walk through it and say hey i'm here and i want to try this and what do i do next like don't be afraid open arms for anything you want to do so come on in we got you absolutely and don't be afraid too because no one was perfect when they started it took practice absolutely you gotta be, you gotta not. be okay with making mistakes it's okay absolutely li joe where can everyone find you online no oh, oh my god um it's pretty much at this is li joe everywhere um that is twitch that is twitter or x oh are we calling it x i, I don't think i twitter. want it I can't call it X. I call it Twitter. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. So um, at this is Li Joe there, and I believe the YouTube is this is Li Joe TV on YouTube. So that yeah, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube is pretty much where I'm, and I'm very vocal on there. So I try to do my best to answer most people that are on there. So if you have any questions, I'm I'm always there to talk to anybody. So please hit me up. I'm I'm almost always available. So have no fear. Oh, well, Joe, thank you so much for joining me on Real Gems today. I really appreciate of course. it. Yeah, you got it. Thank you for having me, Phil. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me. Thank you're you. Welcome, thank you. You're welcome. And for those who are tuning in and listening, thank you also for catching Joe's gems that he's been dropping today. And speaking of that, let me know. Write a comment. Let me know what you loved about today's episode. And also, if you enjoyed Joe, well, you're going to be enjoying the rest of our guests that we have <laughs> coming up soon enough. But until then, you're going to have to wait. My name is Aaron Ashley Simon, and I'll see you all later.